Where's the manager? I just uh, was going to do something I'm not going to do. Automotive I have to vote on this thing. I can't tell you what it is, but I have to vote on this thing. I'll just, after every name I wrote, who? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 101 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Joining us in studio, the incredibly famous and talented... Oh, Nick Sturgis. <laughs> special guest. Nick Sturgis, Sturgis. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. Special guest. No longer special. <laughs> Andy oh. Rappernard. And <laughs> Peter Bourne. And least the but not last, a huge Mick and Janitor fan. That's all I have. There you go. That's all I going to roll through the first hour right into the second. We'll be right Jesus back after these great. exciting announcements from our sponsors. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. That guitar player is awesome. We're back with episode 101 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Um, Peter Bourne is in the studio. Yeah. Former KQRS employee, head janitor at KQRS. <laughs> um, Peter, it's kind of a tradition of the show that we have the guests tell the story of their very first car. And okay. if it's a boring story, just make up something. Oh, cool. you know, it's actually fine. It was, uh, it was the family hand-me-down, 1977. Vista Cruiser station wagon. I bet you wish you had that now. Totally do. Yeah. There, I saw a documentary on Netflix called Roadmasters, and it was about the cult of people bringing back these old these old wagons, sleds. God, it was great. You know, we uh, we it served two purposes. Number one, I was the party wagon for all the friends. So we go to the France Avenue drive-in. Everybody piles in the car, and then we have more people than in the car can seat. So there's people sitting on the roof. And as, as they laugh, or we'll just say whatever they're doing on the roof, the, the dome light clicks on and off, you know. <laughs> um, but because of that, too, I was always hauling gear from a very young age. Hauling gear, base amps. Get, I mean, this is before PAs got compact. Yeah, no, I know. So we're bringing the stacks, and we're loading up the wagon, and that's uh, that was kind of the, the thing back then. And there was also my, my paper shoveling car, too. I delivered papers. So we shoveled papers off the back of that. So 77, Vista Cruiser, great car, great car. I have a great story about the France Avenue drive-in. For those of us that are under a million, it was pretty much on 494 in France. You know, next to Uncle John's. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> and I was working, my first job selling cars was at Southdale Ford, which was right across 494. And we used the, the drive-in movie theater in the wintertime for lot storage for extra inventory. Mm -hmm. And routine, oftentimes we'd go over there in the morning and pick up like 10 different vehicles. Well, Ford had just come out with a Bronco too, which you remember is about as long as this table. Mm -hmm. Probably not the most stable vehicle in the world. 
and it's February and it's 20 below zero, and a buddy of mine gets in one and starts going full speed over the whoop de doos and rolls it. Oh, no. So, being 21 year old car salesman, we're like, have a nice walk. We had to took him off and left him there. And Upside then said, down. Is... Where's John? I'm, I think he might have rolled the Bronco. And these guys are, you know, they're dr- the managers are drinking scotch already at 815. So, oh. it, was a, it was a tough. Entrance those, for those John. days, my friends. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> not part of the Walzer Automotive Group. No, no. Anyway, Peter is uh, connected well with everybody in this room. It's interesting. I'm trying to remember the first time I met you, and it was either down at Jim and Cindy's during one of the Mayfly attacks, oh. or actually with your nephew. Sean called me and says, "Hey, we're going to do go to the live band karaoke at uh, O'Gara's. O'Gara's." Yeah, and this is probably what oh, seven or eight yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yep. And so I said, you know what, you want to go? And Sarah's like, yeah, I don't know. And yeah, yeah, let's go. Why not? Nothing going on. We get in there at quarter to nine, and that's a big room. And there's like, other than the band, there's about four people in there. And Crickets. Like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. By 9.05, it's wall-to-wall, folks. Oh, wow. Really? And pretty decent band. Charles Fletcher playing bass, as I recall. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and some of the people were okay. And then these two guys get up, and they're probably late 20s. They're probably brothers, and they've got jean jackets on, and they're absolutely hammered. And they want to do Billy Joel's Piano Man. I'm like, oh, welcome God, to the world of live band karaoke. Here's until oh, man. four bars into the intro, one of them whips out a harmonic and does it perfectly. And yeah. they were actually really good. I'm like, uh-huh. this is really, really fun. That was actually kind of the, 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 the thrill of that. Because, yeah, you were carrying a lot of people through yeah. uh, Bobby McGee. <laughs> and, uh, and all these uh, songs which really go to, um, what else would it be? Uh, yeah, we'll just say that was one of the the staples. That they, and but the yeah. thing that was great is that you get this person who was coming from working in the office, um, you know, pretty dowdy, mm-hmm. dressed up, and then opens up their voice, and it's like all of a sudden the whole room goes, "Whoa!" Yeah, Take no, that, and that's great. So, so if, that's what happened. If, if you would never heard of Van Morrison, then he goes, well, "I'd like to do a song." You know, <clears> this guy's <throat> gonna blow and say, "Wait a minute, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you call that song?" <laughs> Into the mist. What is it? What? Yeah, it was great. It was fun. So that was maybe one of our first places yeah. we went. And then, um, of course, I've, I saw you a number of times, and you even jumped up with the band. Uh, that's right. Down at uh, Jim and the Cindy's when we were playing on. Uh, uh, that, that, you that? get to do that a lot when your when your wife can sing really well. It's like, all right, you can play guitar. Just get yeah, out she of, carries, out she of carries the way. you. She carries you <laughs> yeah, she for does. sure. Because because here comes a guitar player, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Gee, great. Do you know any Stevie Ray Vaughan tunes? Yeah. yeah. And then and then she shows up and opens up her mouth, and it's like, okay, now we've got something. Yeah. Even even this last Fourth of July weekend yeah. was great. Thanks no, for doing really, that. No, it was really fun. That's uh it's a highlight of our year. We take a week off over the 4th of July, which is their birthday, and go up and down the river and usually wind up in Red Wing because it's just so much fun down there. It is great. Really mm-hmm. I'll tell you a quick story about her. It's pretty funny. She went to a family reunion about 15 or 20 years ago, and some cousins from Rockford, Illinois, talking to this guy that she didn't really know very well. And When's your birthday? It's the 4th of July. And he says the following, cool. Is it on the 4th every year? <laughs> <laughs> well, were they libating before right. this? No, I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah, that's but. good. Independence Tuesday. <laughs> so good. another thing Peter and I share a passion for is river boating. And when he met, he had this really nice houseboat. And now he's taken it to a totally different level. And this is a great mm. story. And yeah. Just start talking, man. Just okay. go. Well, uh, like I said, uh, background... In music and radio, and also happened to these cool things with cars. Um, we didn't mention this, but I'm wearing my Batman shirt. I saw that from the 1966 series. What kid didn't want a fire-breathing car? Yeah, but what kid actually had the intelligence and ability to make one? So Peter's made was, yeah. copies of the Batmobile. Actually, and yeah, I saw I, pictures, and they were stunning. Yeah, thank you. Um, so that that part of my life was a side thing, kind of at the tail end of my t- KQ days. And uh, turned into kind of a full-time deal where I was making show cars for museums and collectors. How that worked, I, I was kind of more or less the orchestrator of that. And so I learned how to, I had Batmobiles and Back to the Future DeLoreans and Ghostbusters cars. So that construction experience and that organization said, okay, now what do I want to do next? And I've always found a way. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did your parents ever tell you, no, <laughs> you can't do that? Um, because most people would... Say, you know, I should just recreate iconic automobiles. And <laughs> in the back of my mind, I'd go, you have no skills like that at all. Don't do it. But you apparently are completely fearless. Uh, you just got to go for it, man. Uh, my dad was the guy who kind of started me down that path. But uh, long story short is that was part of my talent. I found I could do this and actually had the Batmobile at one of the Heart, heart and Soul and events. Soul you did. 
So um, tell the story uh, of the, the Batmobile. Is oh, oh I, I, was, I was on the radio and and my my head volunteer leader was screaming at me, going Mick, 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 and I'm going what? Because the Batmobile's out of power. I've <laughs> got ten thousand people there. I said, well, is is the Batmobile there? Yeah, that's all. That's all that really matters. <laughs> right. The Batmobile's there. Don't reach me about this anymore. Right. <laughs> it's okay. First priority. Babelfield needs to get to speed. Right. No, I was doing go, photos for that. the keyboard player. He great. doesn't have anything to do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I found that my journey has taken me all these places. All these things have converged. Um, river boater for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's – so I had a lot of experience with that. And uh, so I said, what if, what if you know, there's, there's these – Tour buses now things are much smaller. We can do a whole radio station right in this room, right? Mm -hmm. um, same thing with studio gear, and and so I thought, what if we did something really cool and novel, um, and put a studio on a big boat, and then use that boat to unite people through music all up and down the river. Mm -hmm. We can go all over the place on this thing, um, and so I had to find a boat, and uh, I was asking around and, and discovered that this one was. Pre, uh, what was the, the word I'm looking for? I guess uh, pre-sabotaged, sabotaged. Right. So it's uh, doing an underwater reef impersonation. Right, and and we could figure out how to get this thing. It was now on land and dried out, and it's years after the the incidents that happened. And so I'm like, well, what if we turn this thing into a an actual? The bones were good. What if we turn this into our our platform? And uh, so three years ago, we actually launched the boat. Um, if you go to unlockedmission.com, you'll see pictures of it. Uh, this thing is is 65 feet long and it's four levels and it's got all the things that relate to you know what people think of when they think of like a, a dinner boat or something like that but it also has sleeping quarters so the, the short answer is is long it goes on uh, the mm -hmm. beautiful thing is i get people like pete frisch and other people who said how can i help and be part of this so it's just i'm just the instigator and the organizer everybody else has come in and really done a really incredible thing to help make this thing happen so now you mentioned when uh, sarah my wife and i toured the boat about maybe three weeks ago or a month or two, it doesn't yeah. matter yeah you mentioned that he traveled to england to meet somebody that's had an also yeah similar well recording okay studio. you google search and you say well, hey who's done this before who's built a studio on a boat because it doesn't seem like a really good idea <laughs> i'm just saying Especially in Minnesota, and, and, and so use it two to two months a year. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it turns out that David Gilmore has really? has a boat called the Astoria. It's on the Thames. He's built. He's done the last uh, the last two or three Pink Floyd albums all on this boat. And there's pictures of it. There's small little rooms. And and I said, okay, well, we got to figure this guy uh, this this out. So I reached out to some friends of mine who connected me to that group of people. And um, next thing you know, I'm getting, an, I'm getting an invite to come to see the studio in uh, in London. So we fly out, and we uh, didn't meet with the man. We met with his team, and uh, including the guy who designed it, the the the, the mm -hmm. stuff. So then we get finished with the tour. I said, "Thank you very much." He goes, "Oh, but we got one more boat. You got to go see." I said, "Who's boat? Where?" And he goes, "Yeah, Pete's got a boat just up over at St. Catherine's Wharf, which is right next to the Tower of London." I said, "Pete Townsend? Yeah." <laughs> What other Pete is there? Yeah, it's not Pete so, Rose. So we we end up rolling over there and we check it out. And once again, all those people from over there um, are like, "This is amazing." Because believe it or not, the blues that came over in the '60s yeah. started the Mississippi Delta, and 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 and, uh, and so they said, "Yeah, we want to be part of this. this." Is kind of a magical thing. So let us know how we can help. So wow. we got their their design people to help build it out um, and it's put it incredible. all together. It is incredible. Thanks. Um, and it's it's still in the process of being completed. Uh, it takes a long time to get it done right, but we're doing it right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have the Gilmore clan, we have the Townsend clan, we have uh, local people who've worked with uh, Paisley Park and, and other studios in town who said, let's make this happen and let's do it right. So that's what we're doing, and uh, our goal is to set sail here and uh, and move down the river. And every 50 miles, imagine we come into a town on a, on a Sunday, set up camp. Monday, we get groups to come on in the morning. We have a morning session with maybe some younger younger people in the afternoon session. We find a local singer-songwriter. And by the end of the week, we've crafted an original song. And then all of a sudden, those people come to the river. And uh, and then they get to hear grand, brand new music from their community, first time ever. And uh, it just it's really combines the, the community. And take everything else off the table. Music's our thread, you know? Yeah. So. Well, one of the things that you sort of glossed over and would be surprising, hmm. 
based because you worked at KQRS, but your faith is a big part of this whole journey as oh, well, yeah. right? Yeah. What's so, that got to do with working at KQRS? What? <laughs> I don't remember a lot of praying going on there at the Q. I pray every morning you won't screw up your spot. Every <laughs> morning I don't pray. Let me screw this up. Someday I'll get it right. <laughs> exactly. No, Peter was telling me one of the ideas was to connect with the local uh, VBS voca- uh, 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 vacation Bible schools up and yeah. down the river. And I thought, God, that is such a great idea. So I've been writing music for like eight years for various uh, denominations and churches, and they give me a, here's your one line, your passage out of the, the Bible, the good book, and then turn it into a three-minute song and make it make it actual, you know, viable. And so... So is it like, Jesus wept. Sorry, I'm going to go to hell for that one. Sorry, honey. It's actually kind of fun because it's not your, you know, the idea is that I make music that then can actually be multi-level people can understand mm-hmm. it adults can appreciate it it's not like the barney cd gets tossed out the window after the first play <laughs> you know we do we, we try to do something that's got some meat put to it so quite frankly my years at kq and classic rock and playing all this stuff i'm bringing that back into the music good so it's been fun it's it's got some depth so cool. when you go down to dubuque can i go with you you like you that the ice harbor i love that place yeah yeah what a beauty you ever seen it from I haven't the seen river it. no i haven't seen it <sighs> Isn't it gorgeous? Dubuque is actually a pivotal place for us. Cause oh, we, I can see. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. We, uh, they they would love us to come down for for uh, what we can do there. But uh, what's the hotel? The, there's uh, the, the St. Main... James. No, in Red Wing? That, that's, that's Red Wing. Right. But in Dubuque, there's another one oh, too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, right. Just but great, great town. That's a, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. So the goal is to keep traveling, and eventually we'll we'll leave the cold of Minnesota behind as we get down farther in the season. We're going to be down the Kentucky Lakes. We can even go down as far as Galveston, Texas. But the idea is that we are going to work with lots of people who want to spend a couple of weeks here. You know, you want a little mini mini uh, river trip? Yeah. You know, great. We can put you on the boat. You've got a suite for yourself. We'll have a couple I'd weeks. I'd love to do that. Yeah, Catherine I'd, and I would love to do well, who that. Who wouldn't? A little white glove tour of the Mississippi on a section. And uh, we are going to work with uh, some, some uh, gourmet kitchen people as well. You know, the idea is that we've got some chefs who are going to build out a kitchen so we can have great food. And great music, and uh, the windows are floor to ceiling, so you see nothing but river around you. It's just really great, you know. But think about it, like you know, you were talking about Al Green. Peter and I were talking about Al Green, and yeah. you know, the Foo Fighters. Any, any, you know, the Mississippi River is, is mythical. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is oh, the birthplace yeah. of everything. Oh, yeah. So, you know, what Peter's saying, you know, Peter and uh, you know Pete Townsend and David Gilmore's boat, they just stay in there. I mean, they're a recording studio, but right. they don't go anywhere. They don't go anywhere. That's yeah. what's unique about. Peter and it's Michelle's the only one boat. in the world. It's, the only it's one the world. literally the only boat in the entire world that Peter and Michelle are talking about doing. Yeah. And can you imagine Dave Grohl on that boat for two weeks <laughs> hanging out? He That'd would love right. something like that. So well, I'll tell you, Catherine and I went down the, the Mississippi on a Viking cruise ship. Yeah, yep. You can go from St. Paul to St. Louis, and then St. Louis on to New Orleans. You can go up and down. You do want to do this. If Seriously, if you've never been up and down the river... Uh, we only went to St. Louis because, you know, it's like a five-day trip, something like yeah. that. But that, honestly, that, that's, that's the, the best, best part. part of the, it is the, the river. Part of the river anyway. South of St. Louis to, until you got to New Orleans is all industrial and that's there's heard, nothing. Yeah. 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 But you wouldn't believe the beauty. I, I, I had no idea Dubuque was that beautiful from the river. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, oh, God, it goes up a hill and it's just, God, it's gorgeous. Mm. You will love that trip, man. Yeah. Um, we're yeah. Excited. We, do, we did a little, uh, t- we did a, I guess we'll call it a test trip down, and we got as far down as uh, I think it was Burlington. But yeah, you're talking about every turn is something to, something to see. And your, your, your pace yep. slows. And you can kind of just relax and just watch it happen. Can you relax driving that thing? I mean, that is, and I'm a boater, and that's a big boat. Of course, sitting in... We only go cocktail uh, speed, dude. Yeah, okay, <laughs> well, but you can do a lot of damage if it's like 80,000 pounds at four miles an hour. It's 200,000 pounds. Okay, it's 100 even tons more. of fun. Yeah, it's so... It's 200,000. Yeah, so the thing's 100 tons. That's before you put the beer and ice in it. I yeah, said we can't, we can't get on a plane, but we can tow 150 water tubers without a problem. <laughs> that's right. Um, that work. So yeah, That'll it's work. uh it's gonna be fun. It's but gonna be it's an adventure. It's easy to drive. I just it is because I once again you you know uh, I luckily I, I went to captain's training. I went down to Florida. I went to Cape Coral, and there oh, was yeah. a captain school there, and uh, yep. and I did my training and got all that done, which is kind of just more or less to say you did it, and your insurance company likes you right. better. Right? Yeah. Then you can actually get insurance. Right. That 
that's the other thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you just kind of grab it. It's kind of like going into the boss and saying whatever you're going to say at the time. Uh, you just kind of yeah, grab it, grab it by the reins, and you go for it. And uh, you got to go to Hannibal someday, <laughs> Hannibal, Missouri, man. Oh, well, the home of Mark Twain. Yeah. Yeah, and he's there standing on the yep. shore. It's hilarious. It's one. That guy's a great guy. Actually. Yeah, and actually, that's the kind of place. So the space is obviously music centric, but it can also be a performance space. Yeah. Oh God. Or yeah. and so guess what? You get your one man show. Uh, Do you have any in. people that are scheduled to perform on the boat in the near future? Well, perhaps Mick Sterling is going to bring one of his projects. What a coincidence! We actually have some uh, some some uh, acts too, which are, are on the road right now, coming through the state fair, and, and, uh, and so we've connected some, some folks. There might be a Doobie Brother or two. Uh, there might be an Eagle or two that are going to come out and Not just come and check it out. Me. I don't know Don. I know uh, I'm a little crabby. Yeah, he's crabby. I know the bass player, so we might get uh, Uncle so Tim, Tim Tim to come out and uh, and spend some time. Because guess what? You know, you're on the road and they're routed pretty tight. But you know, if yeah. they can make it happen, we're only a couple of minutes away from yeah, St. Paul. No, so it's, it's probably something exciting and different than they've never seen or done before. Well, it is. It's the yeah. only thing. So yeah, yeah. should I tell it's them the my eagle thing. story now? Sure. I'm ready. Uh-oh. We're talking about uh, Peter Bourne. Peter Bourne. <laughs> I've known Peter for years and years. Every year he has his 4th of July celebration, mm-hmm. and all the boats come into the harbor, and oh, my God, it's wonderful. So I used to go to that back in, you know, I might have been having a cocktail or two back in, in those day. days. In you day, know. yeah. So it was at least 10 years ago. <clears throat> so a few years ago, Glenn Fry dies, mm-hmm. right? And I'm talking about it on the air, and I said, man, he was one of my favorites. I love that. You know, he's my favorite eagle and blah, 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 blah. And I go, man, I wish I could have met him just once. I would have loved to have met Glenn Fry. Peter Bourne sends me an email, or uh, excuse me, a, a picture on my phone of me with my arm around Glenn Fry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I might have missed that in the detail. Uh, I'm here. Hey, how you doing? And Glenn's like kissing me on the cheek, and I'm like, God, I wish I would have met him. Oh, my God. I feel like such an a-hole. Like, oh, Funny. my God. Uh, yeah. I think the very first rock show that I went to would have been Nick, at the like, old Nick Met. Nick likes that one a lot. That's a good one. <laughs> well, and, because, uh, you know, you just know, you know, you met this person. People remember what they remember. Yeah, yeah, you know, very true. It just, you know, they'll say, "Remember, I saw, I saw you play at this place. I, I've never played that place before." In my life. But that's what they remember. That's what, you they, know, remember. That's what they remember. That's very true. But then I remembered he was a hell of a nice guy. Once I thought it through, <laughs> it was very pleasant. I think the very first rock show I went to at the old Met was would have been '74. It was the Guess Who and uh, Poco was the warm-up band, and that's when oh, yeah. Timothy Schmidt was the well, yeah, was fronting that. Yeah, band. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Phenomenal, man. You know, that's one thing about being in this business, whether it's radio or, you know, doing commercials or to be around all the bands and all the excitement and all the performers and the comedians. That's a huge part of my life, man. It just, it's huge to the people that I've met over the years. And for us, it was our it was our entertainment budget growing up as a young couple. My wife and I, it's like, okay, what KQ concert or truck pull are we going to this weekend? <laughs> the truck the pull. The truck pull, baby. Chicks dig yeah, truck yeah. pulls. Nine ninety two for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. You know, yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Oh, God, yeah. that's right. So yeah, um, yeah, it was that was a fun time and still is. I mean, music is definitely interwoven into what we do all it's the time. Yeah. It's great. Are you gonna go? Go where? On the boat. Well, I've got to get an invite. I'm just well, sort of sucking up to him I'll subtly. Subtly. <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy. Up to him. Yeah. So what? Do no, we, I'm, do I'm very. I'm, this, I'm very interested for both reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've seen the, the the space and they've done a nice job. It's about what half done, I would say. Yeah, the main the main studio level, which is the main level, is uh, basically about ninety percent. So we're yeah. just kind of finishing it up, and we had all custom work done to it, and all volunteers came in and said, "Hey, how can I help out?" And I really got to throw it out to all those people who are volunteering. It's just I couldn't do it by myself, and I uh, wouldn't want to. And and so whether. Mick brought some people to the fold, or I've found people who just literally are attracted to this beacon on the water. Because it's, let's face it, it's it's a it's huge, but it's it's but that being said, it's it's not a pretty boat. It's not really meant to be a no. stately like a Mimi, for right. instance. It's it is what it is, but it's purpose built for this. And Mimi doesn't have fifteen foot ceilings though, and there's no, no room for a grand piano mm-hmm. in there. Right. We got both. So it doesn't look like a barge, right? It doesn't look like a barge. No, no, yeah. it's 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 a kind of a spaceship looking thing on the water. Oh, okay. Yeah. But here's the deal. Um, it's designed in that we're just. It's, it was meant for us to have it. Mm-hmm. It meant for us to move this through. So well, one of the stories that you told mm-hmm. me when we were touring it that I thought was cool because the boat had been 
it, it's kind of a long story as to why it was on the bottom of the it Mississippi River. It failed to displace water. Right. That's the official legal term. It somebody failed might to have, displace somebody water. Somebody might have been trying to get out of ownership. Let's just say that. Was it Al Capone? No, it's not, <laughs> not that old. Some say. But some, as a result, I mean, boats like that have miles, literally, of wiring yeah. to run the boat. Oh, you yeah, know, sure. Generator systems and all this sort of stuff. And it was all shot because it was underwater. Right. And Peter told me he got a bid from some guy to rewire the whole thing for like ten or fifteen grand. Oh, Thirty-five k actually. It was, and then he finds this other guy. Who goes, you buy the parts, I'll do it for a case of Mountain Dew. And he was an electrician. Yeah, it's like okay, it's those kind wow. of things that you. That would be yeah. less. What? That'd be less. Yeah, thirty-five thousand to a case of Mountain mm-hmm. Dew. Plus, you know, good. I also then have a complete working knowledge of where where that boat goes. Yeah. You know, I learned a lot, and that's a thing. I'm just, uh, every every step of the way, whether it's diesel, it's got diesel motors, mm-hmm. it's got four. Um, and yeah, because three isn't enough. No, no, no we got to go. If you want to go water skiing, you need the fourth. Just to put you over the edge, it's that little boost. But yeah, we, we got We got to do a quick break. I got to ask you a quick question. Sure, yeah, break. yeah. You didn't use the same wiring the Tesla uses, do you? No, no, no. no. <laughs> you hear what the, what's going on with Elon Musk and Tesla? Mm-mm. No, they what's used going on? soy-based plastic to cover their wiring, and mice and rats oh. are eating oh, it. They're not yeah. Oh, my God. Nummy. There's actually a lot of manufacturers oh, having that problem. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Whoops. Hey. No, let's make our sheathing on a food. Actually, we talked about cars for four seconds and Car Secret yeah. Secrets. We'll be right back for another four seconds of car content with Nick Sterling and Peter Bourne right after these exciting announcements. Love it. Priority Courier Experts is not the largest same-day courier company anymore. What? But we've always known... Not the largest same-day courier company anymore. All right. I don't get it. Pat, we've been at this for a quarter century now. But I thought... Uh, uh, uh. All right, then. What is Priority Courier Experts? Okay, I'm so glad you asked me that. Priority Courier Experts is Minnesota's largest same-day trucking company. All right. I still don't get it. Well, let me put it this way. When you think of courier, you think of packages. When you think of trucking, you think of pallets and freight. Okay, so? So, Priority has two fleets. One delivers packages, the other delivers freight. In fact, here's a little bit about Priority that you probably didn't know. Last year, Priority's local fleet drove 24 million miles. That's enough to go to the moon and back 50 times. You want to talk about moving freight now? Last year, Priority's big fleet moved 734 million pounds of freight. That is the weight of the Titanic times seven. Look, there's still only one expert in town. We just do more now. And we're calling all drivers who want to join the team today. Pick up your phone now and call Robbie, Nick, Mike, or Chad, 651-748-4465, or visit us at Priority.com, and we'll get you on the road. Priority Career Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Attention! Drivers that sign on by July 30th are eligible for a sign-on bonus. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. We are back, episode 101 of Car Selling Secrets with Mick Sterling and Peter Bourne. Mm. Just, this has been like the funnest two hours of this podcast <laughs> we've ever had. That's no, great. We might just have to turn it up, hang it up after this, and it's not going to get any better. Or just bring the crew back every week. A yeah, mini series. Right. Alex Haley Presents. Alex Haley Presents, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No, it is. It's up. Well, you know, first of all, 
you know, we got Mick knew my brother Troy, and I've known Mick now for a few years. Always been a big fan. Peter, I've known for what thirty some years. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And it is a small town. So I'm on Facebook last night, and a friend of mine, Colleen Reynolds, posts watching Peter Bourne down at Bloomington Park. I'm like, does everybody know everybody? (laughs) (laughs) There's no escape. Yeah, there's no escape. Well, the, but the people you brought in for car selling secrets, I've met a lot of really nice people. Yeah, there's a couple that weren't very good <laughs> for the most part. Well, Paul and Andrew? Yeah, they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the Walzer brothers. <laughs> I tried to get Paul to come in, but he's, a, he's been traveling a lot. Although I did tell him, I said, he's a huge Beatles fan. He stopped listening to music of any kind in 1970 when the band broke up. And I said, it. you got to watch this McCartney 321. Oh, yeah. And then he texted me last night, thanks so much, I watched the whole thing. Right <laughs> up till 2 in the morning. <laughs> He's, he, he, we, as a car dealer, you get to go to Las Vegas all the time because that's where you have the, the national shows. Toyota has a big deal for their dealers. I think I've seen Love With Him at least twice, maybe three times. Oh, He's probably seen it. It is times. great. That's an amazing show. Another, it is really Surround cool. sound. Yeah, I mean, it's I like, mean the sound yeah. is awesome yeah. because the first time I watched it, I'm like, I wasn't really watching the show because I'm listening to how they deconstructed all those Beatles tunes and jammed them back together. I'm like, yeah, okay, wait, no, that's yeah. Eleanor Rigby. No, no, that's <clears throat> right. it. Was re- so the next time I watched it, but to tell you how out of touch Paul is with modern music, this is. <laughs> 2008 or 9 and we're out there for a Toyota show and Toyota does everything right I mean mm-hmm. at some point in the meeting they have isn't that from Chineland? yeah from Chineland <laughs> they have people introduce the new vehicles that's usually the head of the company well Toyota has Dana Carvey and the Blue Man Group do it in Mandalay Bay and then they take us to this huge uh, space so we can have a sit down dinner that's just anything you want and I'm listening and it's like that's the best Beach Boy cover band I've ever heard in my life. Right. I go around the corner and it's the Beach Boys. <laughs> and then they go, all right, we're special treat. And I knew who was playing uh, back to Mandalay Bay after dinner. It was a corporate gig, Cheryl Crow and Santana. And so I said, Paul, we got come on, let's hurry up because it's open seating. And once the dealers figure out who's playing, so we are in the seventh row. And he's like, so who is this Cheryl Crow? This Cheryl Crow gal. And, and this like is it. 2009. I like it. Wow. Tuesday morning music club had come out 12 years before. And I explained, well, she's the biggest female rock star of our generation, arguably. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's. Oh, okay. And after about three or four tunes, he turns to me and goes, She's really quite good. <laughs> oh, my. She has some talent. I would stick with it. Have, stick you, seen, with have you seen that McCartney uh, deal? Do you know what I'm talking about? Which one now? It just came out. It's on Hulu, it's on Hulu. I think. It's on Hulu. Yeah. And it's yeah. Rick Rubin interviewing Paul McCartney. And oh, there's like five three, or six two, episodes. And it looks amazing. Fabulous. And, you know, he, t- he tells great stories about how different songs are written. But for me... Uh, my favorite parts is is when they're kind of deconstructing some of the classic stuff. And I, I really, I kind of paid attention to Paul's bass playing, but I never really paid attention to it. It's it, it's fabulous. Yeah. I mean, there's so many cool things in there. And there's a couple of tunes that I really thought it was a tuba, uh, like Lovely Rita and stuff. And it's like, no, here's the isolated bass track. It's right there. And Rick Rubin, and he's a bit too much of a fanboy, but... It's Paul McCartney. Yeah. How do you not find right. a little oh, bit? Cool. Right. How cool. I mean, who yeah. leads it? Okay. Yep. McCartney 321. It's definitely for any classic rock and especially Beatles fans. It's now, what band was he in? Thank you very much. Great to be here. And Paul, if you're listening, I know you are. Um, the, the boat is, is, is waiting for your performance. That's right. Exactly. exactly. Paul yeah. on the Paul. Mississippi. <laughs> Paul on the I water. Always, you know, I think I've always said that Wings would have been a bigger band than it was if Paul McCartney hadn't been in the Beatles. Imagine if that had just been yeah. right. the first time yeah, you'd heard sure. of him. Sure. You would have gone... And it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's okay. It's almost as good as the Beatles, but it's like, yep. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, it's they're actually, comparable. It's like, okay, I, I, I know this stuff, but wait, you're right. I mean, it's a, quite a talent. Quite yeah. a talent, man. No question. Ask a question. I ran out. I'm not a radio well, I guy. Could tell you, I could tell you my, my Paul McCartney story. Oh, yes, the Paul McCartney story, yes. <laughs> and who doesn't have one? Well, so this I, was, I, don't, I only have a Ringo story, but that's a Ringo, great, well, yeah, yeah, I understand. This was 17, 18 years ago. So Paul McCartney's coming to town, so he wants to do an interview. And I said, Tom, would you would you interview Paul McCartney? I said, oh, God, it'd be, you know, it'd be great. It'd be wonderful. So I was at the station kind of hanging around, and uh, we got a call that he was going to be about an hour late. <clears throat> and I said, okay, well, that ain't going to work. He said, what do you mean it's not going to work? I said, I have to pick my son up from school. And they said, wait a minute. 
I said, yeah, what? And they said, what do you mean you got to pick your son up from school? It's Paul McCartney. I said, I don't care. I mean, I love Paul McCartney, but I love my son more. Yeah. And I'll never forget the heat that I got for blowing off Paul McCartney. Well, that is the difference between you and me. If it was my son, I would have called the school and said, is he breathing? Or is, uh, is all the, is all the blood on the inside? Can you give him some cookies and I'll be there at five? And there's a little 20 in it for you for the effort. Well, so going back to that, uh, this, wouldn't be, this wouldn't be this time, Paul. I mean, Tom, but what happened was... I would get the nod because I'm working production at the mm-hmm. station at the time. And, right. and uh, so whenever Hamilton uh, got the call from an artist that was, we'll just say, past their prime and coming in to, to, okay. pu- to, to pump out a new album project, I get the call. Peter, okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to record it and uh, just do the interview for us. And then we will just tell them we'll broadcast it later. So I get these... Oh. And and I I'm not trained in uh, these people, so here comes Peter Frampton at one time, and I'm like, so Peter, and I'm not doing any rehearsal or any, any research because I had like two minutes to get into the studio. He's like, just uh, we're going to phone this one in, okay? And so I had uh, Peter Frampton, um, uh, Tommy. Uh, let's see, no, um, uh, Money Money, help me out, Tommy uh, James. Uh, Tommy, Tommy James, James, yeah. Tommy James shows Great up. Book, by the way. Um, on all these different artists, I had uh, Tommy Shaw and, and that whole damn Yankees group. And so here I am kind of forced to try to do this interview. And, <laughs> well, and you know, in, in no thinking training. about it, they probably didn't have Google back then, right? So you would have had to do True. a lot of research. It's just not yeah. laziness. And so I, I literally just like, okay, well, and, and pulled the, uh, the last, can't thank you enough for the time. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot them out the door. I just said, okay, well, that I wasn't even really rolling tape. And I was like, oh, if I had only done that back in the day, it would have been really cool to have, have that experience. But I was just yeah, I was just a kid. Just to follow directions. I'll do what you need. So, so. you asked Tommy James, so is it true that Marv Levy uh, stole $50 million from you? Oh, is that came, that came out in his book? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. $50 million. million. And by the way. They, uh, Tommy James was that. Yeah, made that oh, much money. Oh, I mean, I know he's big, huge, but huge though. Yeah, huge. I'd wow. like to be in the position the for somebody Fogarty, to steal fifty yeah. million from me and not notice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whoops. Well, steal fifty million. Well, John Fogerty about the same same yeah. dollar yeah. dollar number, mm-hmm. about the same number. Oh, Billy Joel, I guess, got taken. Yeah, he got taken deep too. He did. It happens to a lot of people, it's, and it's called that's what lawyers. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's right. Lawyers, guns, and money. And then Catherine would pipe in and go, but not Michael Bryant. <laughs> she always throws it. He'd never do it. No, it's, uh, yeah, that's a whole different deal interviewing those guys, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it is. Um, but uh, got, got to meet a lot of people. Donnie Osmond yeah. came through for his Joseph tour. I bet he was oh, cool. Yeah. He actually, my, my sense is nice that he'd guy. be a pretty good guy to talk to. So, I, of course, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm not a huge Donny Osmond fan. I didn't have a lunchbox, but would you sign this uh, Lunds bag for me? And I'll and I have it in my my, my studio bathroom. It's the Donny Osmond official lunch bag. Because um, you know, he, yeah, he, had no, no, he seems no like the kind of guy that he was would here get a long time in Minneapolis. He, he did that show a long time. He did a long time. Yeah, he did great. It was a great show. Didn't it debut here? Did it debut I in Minneapolis? Think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it might have been because they usually start them off Broadway yeah, before they bring them to I think New it York. debuted her. Come flying but it's usually out Boston or Chicago. It's unusual that Minneapolis gets <clears> Not anymore. Minneapolis is big. Oh, does it really? Big. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Minneapolis is a big market for it. Well, that's where Lion King started. Right. Is that the state theater? We got a lot of we got a lot of support here for people to get their shows up and running. Hakuna Matata. Another guy told to go F himself. <laughs> Lion King? Yeah, what's his name? What was his name? James Earl Jones. Eisner? No, the, uh, the Eisner, Don, I, uh, Don Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Michael Eisner. Well, so they own the radio station, Disney, you know, yeah. the ABC and all that. So I went to it, and I don't lie to my listeners. I said I thought the show sucked. You know, sorry, but I just think it was very good. It's not my kind of deal. I could see why you might like it, but I thought it sucked. The hotline rings, and it's Michael Eisner. He goes, Tom, I don't really appreciate this. And I said, fuck you, I'm on the air. I hung up. Never talk to him again. <laughs> Click. Click. <laughs> Three weeks later, they sold KQRS to Accumulus. <laughs> they sold it to Citadel Right at the top first. of the mountain. And now... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's one thing about Sadly, working for Disney. Sadly, there could be but one conclusion. If you ever need money, work for Disney, man, because they will send you money by the... Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, they sent a lot of money. You can do whatever the hell you wanted. It was amazing to go through that kind of deal. 
I believe you. I don't know what you want me to say. No, I'm just saying. It just it was quite a lot quite of time. the experience. All right, loaded question for yeah. Peter. What was the yeah. weirdest thing that ever happened when you worked at KQ that you can talk about that won't get you thrown in jail? Well, just my first my first day on the job. I, I get the. I, let's start with that, right? My first day on the job. You don't know, and you, we don't. People don't know you yet, so we're going to send you over to see Jack at, at Rock 104. Oh yeah. You remember the Dickman moving scenario? I do. Dickman moving. So, what? so Dickman oh, moving. Yeah. I got sent uh, with what, do tell. My wife's. <laughs> that's one of my wife's curses about me. She'll go, "Nice Dickman. move, Mr. Dickmanson." Thanks, honey. Not so. I know I've gone out of. Well, he yet. was. Mr. Dickman. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to, I had to be the guy, uh, the college kid on a working for Dickman Moving Company. The ratings just dropped. Uh, we had our ratings increase, and 104 went down, and it was kind of the last jab at them, right? We were we were jabbing back and forth, and so I get sent over with was Bryce and I, yeah. and they uh, KQ. I don't know how you did it. They pulled together. They rented a moving van. They had all the paperwork set up, and I'm going there to simply. Uh, and this is your first day. First day. First day. You haven't even filled out the HR <laughs> yeah. paperwork or, or take no. watch the sexual you're harassment going training. To, you're going over to 104, and you're going to tell them we're shutting her down. The ratings have said we're shutting you down. <laughs> we need you to collect all the office furniture. So here I am. Oh God. And I walk. And by the way, I've got. I'm, I'm, I'm wired, so I've got this for for later broadcast. Oh. I don't know where that tape is today, but boy. Oh my goodness. I go in there and um and uh so i say i'm here to uh i got a requisition or i gotta pull all the office furniture i got the truck out to the door <laughs> and and um so long story is even crazier uh, i'm sitting there waiting because you know jack's trying to figure out who's sent this order well I, i'm just a college kid i'm just told to do what i'm supposed to do so let's get this the guy of park communications maybe at the time i don't know let's, let's get the, the the gm on the on the phone and he's out playing golf of course so um so jack's like <laughs> he's freaking out and i'm like sitting there next to him i said hey i heard the stones are coming into town town do you think I can get any concert tickets from you? Oh, God. Uh, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm kind of uh, showing the door and saying, you got to go. And then you can come back. They're all figuring it out. So we end up coming back to the station. Uh, and uh, they were trailing us. And they had the cops trailing the van. And oh, I get dropped God. off. And the, uh, long story short, first day. First day. <laughs> welcome to KQ Radio Station. <laughs> Mr. Dickman Moving Company guy. So that was one of my crazier events that happened there. What was the midday guy's name? Where, he sits at, at, at Rock 104. I'm not sure if it who he was, was a at brand the new guy. He was a brand new guy because I was listening to see if they were going to comment, on, comment it? on it. He did not, but he said something. It was his first day. God, I wish I could remember his name. It was the first day working over there. <laughs> and I don't know where he was from, but he says on the air, uh, I'm really happy that uh, my family and I were able to move here to Minneapolis. Wonderful, wonderful place. Matter of fact, could the weather be any nicer? I already called my lovely wife. We're going to take a walk around Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> well, you better get walking, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> 3,000 right. miles of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> take a walk around Lake Minnetonka. We're still at Grace Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten across the bridge yet at Grace Bay. Oh, oh, it, Peter knows though, yeah. how insane that place was. Oh, my God, it was crazy. Yeah, cheese balls plastered on, on, on our photo photo wall uh, after a certain party a couple different times. We've had, I just come, I had to come in on Saturday to, to record Tom Gigax, for instance. Oh, yeah. And we had to walk past the party balls that were outside on the line and just, it was it was a great time. I mean, a lot of fun was had. And uh, Tom sounded great on the karaoke machine. I gotta tell you, when he starts opening up. We had fun. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you walk across the album bridge that, uh, that Dave Hamilton put there? <laughs> the album bridge. You know about the album no, bridge? No, no, no. Uh, David had a few too many, and he projectile vomited. And oh. instead of cleaning it up, he put albums all the way down the street. <laughs> oh my! God. <laughs> album covers about ten feet long. <laughs> doesn't surprise me in the least. What a time! What a time! It was great yeah, though. I wouldn't want to clean. Oh, it was uh, what yeah. an experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that was my era. I was happy that was my era. All right, let's Me do too. a little pimping of your deal. What, uh, what yeah. is the website pimping. if people want to learn more about the boat project? Simple as this, um, unlockedmission.com. 
And unlocking is like, uh, so consider we're on the river, unlocks, locks and dams, mm-hmm. unlocking potential. Um, and uh, the whole idea is to unite communities through music and education, unlockedmission.com. We're also on Facebook, same title. Um, but yeah, check I, it out. I have a great lock story for you. So mm. a couple of years ago, coming back from Red Wing, I had a lot of friends that were new to boating on the river, and they're like, how do you go through the locks? I mean, it's really scary if you've never done it before. So we lock shot number this three. goofy video, how to go take a small boat through a lock in the Mississippi. And it's had like 50,000 views. It's been really popular. But this three years ago, this guy messages me says hey really like your video by the way when you're pulling into the lock i was the guy that said hi he's he works at the lock and so we've got to be friends he bought a honda from us and he works up at two now which is in hastings yeah this week at the lock and dam two they're replacing the gate doors that have been there since they built it in the 40s oh, God. and they've got four different gates each one of them is two hundred and eighty-five thousand pounds and they've got these big i mean it's just cool if you're a river guy it's wow. like wow this is awesome oh, yeah. yeah so Huge. Kelly Ammerman, if you're listening out there, uh, don't fall into the lock. Hey, could you do me a favor? Hmm. Would you pass Peter some of the Harshables? Oh. Yeah. I, want to, I want him to read it. you got to look at the cover first and then open it and uh, read do you, it. Do you know about this project? I do. Peter, Peter is aware of the project. So, Mick, Mick, why don't you talk about it a little before we don't open them yet. we got right, to do it live on the show. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're pimping. We're, we're, since we're pimping. Exactly. So, Harsh, yeah, uh, Tom and Doug have been, and Andrew have been very uh, kind to let me talk about it's a new project I'm doing called Harshables.com. <laughs> They are uh, greeting cards with uh, with an edge that you uh, you would give them to people that you know will get it. Yes. it's funny yep. to you. Very and funny. it's and you know you get it for someone who gets it. They're very sassy and sarcastic, and I think people, as you heard, you know, it's funny. It is. Funny. It's a funny thing. Now this is a mm-hmm. podcast, so you can read what it says in the cards. Oh, it doesn't no matter what it says. Well, let me start by saying that you said Colleen Reynolds saw us play last mm-hmm. night, so the voice is not normally this. Yes, I know you, you do sound deep. Well, right. you know, I think Call it's. Uh, I was told that uh, with the air quality, it's like you're playing in a VFW from 1972. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, 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 It's like playing at the Hexagon. Have you ever played there? They had a smoke machine, but they wired it in backwards. It actually made it the bar smokier. So I think that's what's going on with my voice. So you I'm sound looking, like Brenda Vaccaro right uh, now. Ooh, I I loved her. She was great. I'm Brenda Vicar for Playtex tampons. Playtex tampons. So I'm looking, at a, I'm looking at a, a picture of a woman who is seated kind of um, with her in, the, in a chair, but she's kind of, um, her legs are over the back of the chair, and she's laying back, and she's smiling. Her hair is dangling down, and it's just a really smiley, fun picture, and it says, no wonder he left. <laughs> 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 I'll do another one here. These are good. Oh, you got to do a couple episodes. Okay. Uh, so these are two guys. They're masked up. Uh, they're kind of buddies, and they're giving themselves an elbow bump. And one's holding an iPad, and one's just elbow bumping the other guy. And, and, and it goes on and say, don't you miss syphilis? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> All right, I'll give you one more. There's a... Um, Lovely. There's a, uh, a, a fine... Uh, Ballet style dancer. He's Ooh. wearing his, uh, his his rolled up jeans. Kind of uh, he, he, anyhow. So he's he's dancing. He's he's in the moment. He's he's uh, feeling fluid in this. And it says, "If you were this flexible too, before they started pot roast night at the VFW, <laughs> you were flexible too. If you were this. Oh my gosh, pot roast night at the VFW, baby. <laughs> Speaking of the VFW, there it is. So That's there right. you go. I beg, yeah. basically, I, just, I had not seen that picture before. Mm-hmm. I'm like. How the hell do you do that? Yeah, I know. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so you can get the cards at har- online at harshables.com. And, uh, and they're all there. They're, they're only six bucks. I and, checked, and, and they're, they're actually really are out of inventory. My wife bought Did all of them. Did she buy everything? Yeah. <laughs> Max, we got to get some work done right away. One of the uh, listeners wants to know if you've had Corey Wong do a show on the boat. You know, Corey Wong is connected to that one yes. degree of separation. So we are, we are actually uh, talking with his folks because uh, he's the kind of guy that would uh, appreciate what we do. And he, he, he does rapid-fire albums. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're equipped he would for that. Be perfect for that boat. Yeah. And Those uh, of you that don't know Corey Wong is a young, fire-breathing guitar player, probably yeah. the cleanest electric guitar tone since Robert Gray. Mm. But more of an in a funk he's set. He's a badass. Yeah. He just... And great bands and really fun. Yeah, the people that he surrounds himself with. I mean, Kenny Holman, uh, the Hornheads. Yep. Um, and Kenny was on the boat. He goes, this is going to be a great thing. We should do some more of the stuff. I'm like, let's bring it. You know, we'll pull alongside the, the banks of the Mississippi at uh, St. Paul or Hastings or Red Wing or 
or, or any of those places, Dubuque, and we can deliver a show from the rooftop, oh, and it's it's an amazing, it's going to be an amazing experience. It's too late, but actually, wouldn't you could put them up on top. Have you been, do you remember the old pilot house in Prescott? Oh, sure, sure. Just a total dump. Yeah. Well, they, somebody bought it, and they've turned it into the Two Rivers yeah, they bar put, and grill. they put the garage doors that open yeah, up. Yeah, it's all that. perfect. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you go in there, and you would never remember it was the same place. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. But It's a cool space. I'm doing the second half. I'm doing my audio book of Andels. I'm recording it on Peter's boat. Right. And I'm oh, doing it, like, completely live in front of an audience. The people idea. can just, just, I'm just reading it. Yeah. And uh, I'm doing that on the 29th. So it, it, the, the boat can do all kinds of different things, which is what Peter and Michelle wanted to do. They right. want it to be a wide range of things that happen. Yeah, just we'll make it flexible and open to a lot of different opportunities. Great idea. Yeah, man. It's a really, really good idea. Yeah. So when we were in Red Wing, uh, let's and back you up were the playing. podcast and drive it down river. It might as well. Me, let's go. Man. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll be there in the air. Andy, you'd do that, wouldn't you? Sure. A little boat tour doing the podcast. Yeah. We were in Red Wing, and All you guys were playing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Michelle was dancing to the band, and, and Sarah had never met her. and goes, is that Peter's wife? I said, no, she's way too good looking. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I definitely, uh, I definitely married up, that's for sure. As did we all. Yes, yes as did true. we all. There's no doubt about that. What I bought, this was an amazing couple of hours. Yeah, it was fun. And we're only like eight minutes over. That's not bad. Professional radio people. <laughs> That's right. Finely tuned Hitting machine. Hitting the post. It's thrilling. You're right. <laughs> Hitting the post. Harshables.com. You will hear the uh, ad every day here on the podcast. Thank you. And we got to have you on the morning show, too, to talk about I would love it. That'd be oh, really fun. Definitely get you. I don't yeah. know if that humor would fly with a morning show. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yes, because we're so There's so sensitive. Real sensitive real audience. Real sensitive <laughs> people. Honest to God. Well, thank you both so much for coming. It's great Thanks to you guys. Nice Peter, to see you Peter, it's been way too long. Yeah. We got to get together on the boat. Catherine would love it. Love to have you guys. You got it. Dougie, good job. Nice, huh? Well, if you just book smart, talented, funny people, you don't have to do any actual work. I learned that watching you. <laughs> so it's like it's like working in the car business. <laughs> That's you know, oh. <laughs> that wraps up exciting episode hey, one hundred and one. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another. I don't know who the guest is. I don't think they actually booked anybody week? yet. So I'll have to we we'll, we'll be work back. on that tomorrow. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll okay, have yeah. the same crew back yeah, we'll next just, week. Works Peter and Nick, can I come in? Uh, <laughs> works for me, same crew, man. God, he's here again. <laughs> We're going to have to move the studio. <laughs> Over and out, everybody. See you later. Thanks. Thanks.